1: Hello, and welcome back to the Selling from the Heart podcast. Your co-host,
0: Daryl Amy, here today with Larry Levine. What's going on, Larry? Uh, You know, half the time when we podcast, we always talk about the weather, and I promise I wasn't going to bring it up. But it's actually wintertime in Southern California. I I got a sweatshirt on. I'm freezing my backside off. And you, you saying
1: on the day that we have a guest from Canada. Are you kidding? I know well, that's that's
0: why I rubbed it in you because our guest
1: about this.
0: Well, dude, our guest is probably sitting in probably three feet of snow <laughs> and it's probably below freezing out right now. So it well, is below freezing, and we are about to have a massive snowstorm.
1: Oh, there we go. That's good, good. Well, that yeah, we'll introduce our guest from his igloo in just a moment. <laughs> uh, this one fellow Canadian to another. But uh, hey, thanks for joining us this week on the Selling from the Heart podcast. If you're new, you've joined a growing group of sales professionals that are dedicated to being genuine, being authentic, doing the hard work. We call it selling from the heart. And Larry, what a we had a great time this week. Actually, it was just yesterday we did the podcast on reversing the silent epidemic that devastates sales
0: results. That was a blast and and uh, what a great discussion. No, it, you know, it, it was, and it, and it's so interesting because when we as salespeople stop seeing things through our eyes and we start seeing things through what other people think and what other people think are our clients and our prospects, then all of a sudden we can start to understand, okay, we do some of these things. Now, what do we do to fix them?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, low trust, fine-tuned BS meters, rampant skepticism. These are the things that are like having driving down the road with the parking brake on. Um, but if we can, if we can strategically uh, counter those things, boy, the the effect on on sales is positive. And today's discussion is really going to continue along with the theme of that webinar. So we've got a fantastic guest today. Um, his name is Chris Spurvey. Larry, why don't you introduce Chris and
0: tell us how you guys got to know each other, and then we'll dive in. It, I will and in. And- Chris is a is a kindred spirit and I know we're gonna have a great time talking but it's I always share with people and I always use this line if you do social correctly you'll be amazed the kind of people that you meet you meet you know always here oh I, I want to deal with like-minded people and so forth but in order to You know, to do that on social, you got to throw your story out there. You got to be you. You got to stay true to who you are, which we're going to talk about today. But that's how I met Chris was, I think, through commenting on one of our blog posts or something like that. And I can't remember because it's been a few years ago. My apologies to Chris. But we just started a dialogue. I've been on Chris's podcast a couple times. And on his last podcast, I go, you got to come on our podcast because <laughs> it, we all think alike. So without further ado, from somewhere way up in the middle of nowhere in Canada, <laughs> right? Is I, I welcome Chris Burby to the Selling from the Heart podcast. Chris Burby. <laughs>
2: Well, this is a very exciting show to be on. Great energy! I love you guys uh, already. So, uh, and I'm from Newfoundland, Canada. So it's not only the up north, but it's the furthest easterly point in all of North America. We're as close to Ireland as we are. I am as close to Ireland as I am Toronto. That's right. I love it.
0: But that's funny, Chris, because you're completely. You know, you're about as far away from me as we can possibly be in the right. So yeah. you're in the northernmost part of Canada. I'm in Southern California. We're four hours apart, but we're probably, what, 5,000 miles apart?
2: <laughs> oh, my God. We're We're 12 hours apart. To get to California, I got to fly four hours to Toronto and then five hours maybe down to California, four hours anyway, something like that. Uh, so I'm, I'm 10 hours away from you. Well, the
1: the brilliant power of technology has brought us all together here in this room right now. And and, uh, so Chris, I know Chris is a kindred spirit. And by the way, uh, you'll see in the show notes links to Chris's book, which you're absolutely going to love called It's Time to Sell. Chris, you're a kindred spirit, but we ask all of our guests this question. What does it mean to you to sell from the heart?
2: that's a great question I love the question uh, because it resonates with me uh, I do believe exactly we are kindred spirits so uh, the w- first thing that comes to mind when I think about that I believe we have sort of two minds we have an intellectual mind and an emotional mind uh, the intellectual mind is what we think we should do uh, in the moment the emotional mind is really if we let loose and we do what, what we're, we're sort of instinct uh, it's instinctly wired to do it's what we'll do naturally and that means if we're wired properly, uh, we'll do things in the best interest of our clients. Uh, we'll do best things in the best interest of humanity and society. Uh, we'll put ourselves out there. We'll, we'll act genuine and authentic in the market and we'll thus attract great things to us. So it's all about giving, serving, sharing, uh, and the rewards will come uh, as a result. Yeah, oh, that's fantastic.
0: Yeah. But but you know what's, what's interesting, and I got in this deep discussion yesterday with somebody about, you know, around some of those words that you're just saying, and I, I want to throw it back at you because I'm just curious from your perspective on this, Chris, is why do you think it's so difficult, and, and I'm going to put the label salesperson on this, is why do you think it's so tough for salespeople today to be true to themselves, to be authentic, Um to be that real person. I mean, what do you think's going against, you know, cause you talk about the intellectual part of this as well. And I don't want to get, you know, psychoanalytical on us and all that, but why do you think it's so hard? Why do you, th- yeah. I, I'm just curious.
2: Well, uh, I think uh, there's a couple of, uh, couple of pieces to that. Number one, many of the sales people are working for companies uh, that are driven by, uh, they're driven primarily by profits. Uh, and that filters down to the salesperson who has to go out there and get results. Um, so that's, a, uh, that's at play. Uh, number two at play, perhaps, is the money motivator and the fact that, uh, you know, as salespeople, uh, you know, we, we are born uh, and some of us are not born with great money blueprints and we have to go get money. And uh, right. So these are the types of things that ultimately lead to a salesperson. Uh, doing kind of whatever it takes to close sales. And uh, that's thus what creates the little bit of a brand reputation on a salesperson. Uh, and they have to embody doing things that they're not necessarily hardwired to do, or they are hardwired to do uh, to do certain things in a certain way. So I, I just believe that if we cut, a, cut away all of that uh, and we just uh, try to be uh, the best people we can be, uh, we'll actually uh, over time, uh, generate results that are far greater than, um, you know, so we'll pull things to us, uh, mm-hmm. versus push things to us. Right. Uh, so I don't know. Uh, hopefully that's, hopefully that resonates with you.
0: No, no, it, it does. For, for one simple thing. I always, I always say that people can smell sincerity a mile away, but they also can smell insincerity a mile away. And, yeah. and, I, and I think today it's coming full circle that mm. this, you know, all the words that you want to use around authenticity mm-hmm. is coming around and it's making a full three sixty five times around because you know clients and buyers and and the community out there is just sick and tired of just insincerity and absolutely sales and I'll use the word empty suits. Yeah. It's yeah, so powerful. Absolutely.
1: When you can when you can attract a prospect to come to you, you know, so much as sales is Outbound and prospecting, and and so important. But the best prospects are are the ones that come to you. And I, you know, Larry, I haven't even told you this. Um, in one of the industries that I serve, there there are uh, the top five companies that you know that I want to get into. And um, on Sunday night at ten thirty three p.m. my time, I get a LinkedIn message from the CEO of the second largest company in the industry that I serve, saying, "I'd like to talk to you." Now, and I've been serving this industry for 15 years. This particular individual has been on my prospect list for 15 years. I've never gotten the time of day from him. But and when Sunday was this? Night,
0: what's that? Sunday night? Sunday night at 1030. Okay, dude, I'm disappointed you haven't even told me yet. I thought we were friends, Daryl. <laughs> we got so many different
1: things going on. So, <laughs> anyhow, uh, you know, and and so... Bam, message comes from them. It was a He was attracted to um, some ideas that I was sharing that were relevant to his uh, his company launch that he's planning it in January of, of this next year. And, and we had Chris, we had a fantastic conversation and uh, I left that conversation, you know, talking about his his launch meeting with an open invitation to come back to him and talk to him about other aspects of his business um, in, in January after the launch meeting, and uh, I know one of the things that, that you talk a lot about in it's time to sell and even just in your own story is is the power of attracting prospects by just putting yourself out there
2: yeah, yeah, absolutely um, and I, I you know Larry, just uh, to go back to your question earlier and then to dovetail uh, into your question, um, you know I lived both sides, so when I first got into sales, uh, I thought uh, intellectually that I needed to go out and, uh, and do sales in a certain way, because that's how you did sales. That's what the books all said you needed to do. You need to go Mm -hmm. out and hustle and you need to do all these things. And don't get me wrong. I'm all in favor of hustling, but doing it in a way, a certain way. So I, I fell flat in my face And um, I was I was miserable. I wasn't happy. Uh, I was uh, acquiring a lifestyle because that's what I thought salespeople needed to do. We needed to drive the, the great cars and build the cottages up on the lake and all those types of things. And so I did all those things. I wore the suits. And so I came to a point where I had an emotional impact. That emotional impact for me was personal bankruptcy for my wife and I. And so I went off to a uh, a seminar to try to find myself. And uh, it was at this seminar, I had this uh, breakthrough and I came back from that seminar and I changed the way uh, I looked at myself and so on. Um, So what I did at that point in time is uh, I grew a a company, an IT consulting company. And then I ended up selling that company to KPMG in 2013. And um, I had proven to myself through that venture, that uh, I could attract clients and I could build a business in an authentic, genuine way. And that's when I wrote my book. So the writing of my book uh, really became a great part of my future because I wrote my narrative. I wrote my story, the story I've just relayed to you in a very short uh, you know, uh, couple of seconds. Um, but what happened then is I decided to get out of KPMG and get out and do my own thing. And uh, what happened was I started to reach out to people. And when I met these people for the first time, I noticed I was on second base. I was already, Mm -hmm. people already knew me, liked me. They trusted me because I had been published. I published my book. I had my podcast. I had uh, produced 150 videos on YouTube. I wrote tons of articles on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. And so by being on second base, I had, I bypassed the whole first base thing and um that's you know so business became position right yeah yeah so that's i sorry if i went down a little bit of a ramble there but i wanted to give you the background uh because i do think we are we have at our our disposal all the tools uh to get our story out there and to share uh, our energy with people in a way that it resonates and uh just we don't need to be something we're
0: not right Um, oh my oh my gosh you know i applaud you because you know I know Chris and Chris knows me and so forth. And we've talked about this before and I'm just so when I hear stories and salespeople and things like that, it goes against the grain. I'm going to throw something out there for our listeners. And I I really want you to pay attention to what Chris said is everybody's got a story and it's how well you tell your story. And I'm a firm believer in that. And if you want to succeed in sales, especially, you know, excuse me, as we're here before, you know, the holidays, as we roll into 2019, I really want salespeople to think about this as you have all the platforms in the world to help you do your job better. It's up to you as an individual with no excuses, right? Hold yourself accountable. If your company is not going to help you, then you do it for yourself. You all have a story. You all have the ability to put yourself out there in the most genuine professional way. And that's what I applaud when, you know, when I read your book and as I got to know you, we already knew each other, right? So that I remember the first time we podcast, it was already, okay, we already know each other and move on. Now, that's a great sales story for people to realize when you're out prospecting and layering this into your prospecting, is imagine if you just positioned yourself correctly and you prospected leveraging your story, mm-hmm. imagine what can happen and the opportunities that can open up. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah.
2: And the tools, uh, you know, so I mentioned the intellectual mind and the emotional mind. Uh, People, I really believe people make the decision to buy based on how they feel. Uh And then they justify that decision logically. So the logic is the intellect, the, the feeling is the emotional mind. And how do you tap into the feeling? Through the senses. You have uh, audio, video, uh, words, you know, so on. So all these tools, and they all, so podcast is a great way. Video on YouTube is a great way. Posting these on LinkedIn and Facebook and so on are a great great way. So people feel you through these multiple channels, and uh, they make these subconscious judgments about you. Um, and so you're already off to the races by posting yeah. and sharing your story. So I, I just feel that's the, that's the method of sales for the fut- for now and the future versus in the past, you had to interrupt people,
1: right. uh,
2: right. And so today that interruption is not necessary. Is not as necessary anymore.
1: Well, and I think you have to tell your story. Um, and, and the other thing is you've got to, sh- you've got to continually share ideas, right. Yeah. And we, we talk a lot on the podcast about, uh, Educating yourself as a sales rep in the, you know, if you're in the business world, you should be educating yourself in business. And, you know, I'm on a self directed learning uh, project right now around emotional intelligence and mindset and different things, it's just where I am in my reading. And so, I, you know, those were the things I didn't, one of the things I, I would challenge sales reps is don't just educate yourself, but share your learning journey publicly on LinkedIn, mm-hmm. on Twitter. And, and, and that's exactly what was happening. I was reading a, a, a great book. Um, one of the books I'm reading right now is on Mindset by the Arbinger Institute. And so I'm putting, I put that out there. You know, I'm sharing my learning journey publicly. And that, that particular um, uh, idea sparked something in, the, in, in the, uh, the decision maker for this large prospect that, that had him reach out to me. Yeah. Um, and and so there are so many different ways to create conversation, and I think as salespeople, um, not only a should we always we should always be learning, you know, always reading or listening to books, podcasts, etc. But take that stuff and then amplify it, share it out there for your prospects because they're going to benefit from that. And that's where when you walk in the door. Boy, being, on, being you know, on second base or Larry, tip of the hat, baseball, runner in scoring position, right? You're yeah. there um, out the gate. And this is the anecdote to overcoming low trust, rampant skepticism and a high BS meter. You walk in the door and this attraction thing is so powerful.
2: Yeah, big time. I, I'm with you all the way and wrapping like for me, I'm looking for I'm looking for stories to share every uh, at all at all time. So yes. one of the more recent articles I wrote I posted on Facebook, uh, or sorry, LinkedIn, uh, was just a, a reflection on my son sending him out ha- him out over the summer mm. to paint our back fence. <laughs> and he went out with all the, uh, the, um, uh, all the energy and positivity to get the job done. And yes. after a quarter of the way through it, he, you could see his shoulders slouching. Uh, and he yeah. realized he still had the rest of the day ahead of him. You know? So I right. shared this story. And I went out there. And I started to, uh, started to say to him, listen, let's visualize the, the end game. Let's visualize putting some money in your bank account. And the more I shared with him, the more I saw him getting energy back in his, uh, in his arm and, and brush. And lo and behold, I observed him at around 7.30 in the evening finishing up the, the fence. Uh, and he was so proud of himself. So this story I wrote in an article, it got, a, it got across the point of some leadership principles uh, yes. and, um, and seeing the end from the beginning. Uh, and it resonated with my audience. And so by telling these stories, uh, it's, it's a way to really tap into that emotional mind. I think it's a, I think it's the way to go.
0: It's, it's interesting. And, and I got a question for you, Chris, because, um, a lot, some of the listeners on the podcast might be new to sales. Um, they're the younger generation and, and they might be going, this all sounds great, but and the but's not going to be an excuse, but it's going to say, you know what, I'm only Yeah, I'm just going to throw an age out there and I'm just picking it off the top of my head. I'm only 25 years old, right? I'm just getting into sales. I don't have a story. This doesn't resonate with me. What are a couple things that you can offer up to some of our younger listeners that said, you know, here's two or three things that can at least kickstart so you can at least write the appendix to your story? (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah, no, that's a really valid point because I sort of wonder if I was 25 uh, now and I'm 45, uh, but when I was 25, would I uh, have been able to execute on some of these ideas? Um, you know, w- one of the things that I recommend is, uh, is setting structuring your day uh, in such a way that uh, you celebrate some small wins. So, uh, you know, in the morning, what I do is I get up and I do a little bit of a, what I call morning pages. Uh, I just get in front of my computer and just start typing uh, whatever comes to mind, right? And uh, it's a way of just adding things to paper. Uh, mm. And what happens is you start to see themes come out, uh, and uh, so that so just getting thoughts on paper, and you'll start to see a narrative form over time if you stay committed to that, and you start to see stories uh, start to uh, start to come out. Uh, another thing I recommend is uh, you know finding somebody who you who can can hold you can can hold you accountable uh to doing some of these things right so adding a maybe a coach or a mentor or or somebody to your to your team uh who's going to challenge you to look for uh and start to express yourself in a more open way right Mm -hmm. um so, you know, I, I would suggest that and then as well, on top of that, if you don't start today, uh, then, uh, you know, the best time to start is definitely tomorrow, right? And and <laughs> because every day or every week or every month, you don't do it, uh, it puts you further and further behind the, the time. I mean, this concept that and I'm sure you've said it on your show, because it's a uh, it's being said a lot that buyers are engaging the, the salesperson at a far later point in the sales cycle than they used to. Uh, so if if you're not putting yourself out there at 25 uh, you know it, it's it's the same right you're you're, you're just not going to be known you're not going to be found so you just got to try and and but, you know, I, I would say just go for it. And the more you do it, the more you become comfortable with it. And then it's going to be built into your fabric and you're off to the races. So mm-hmm. I don't know if that answers your question, but those are just some ideas that come to mind.
0: Yeah, it, it, it does, because, you know, one, one of the things that I and I spoke about in Selling from the Heart, you know, when I work with sales teams, I also share, you know share this as well. And it goes along this whole story thing that we've been speaking about is how do you expect to get noticed in a marketplace when nobody knows you exist? Yeah. And, and we're not saying that, you know, all the tried and true ways of prospecting don't work because they work. Mm. They absolutely work. But if you can layer in getting noticed in a marketplace, boy, it sure does attract conversations. We all know that if you're not generating any conversations, you're not going to generate any sales because that's the first part to me of the sales journey is you got to start a conversation with somebody. It just yeah. happens we can start them 20 different ways. And we sat here and started counting them.
2: Yeah, absolutely. That, and that's what you're saying there uh, to me supports this idea. So a 25-year-old doesn't believe they have a whole lot of experience and background to be able to go in and maybe talk to a CEO uh, of a large organization uh, and have be able to have that conversation at the deep level that we're talking right. about. Yep. Do, those, do that morning pages. Uh, get up and just a, a conscious stream of thought. Get yourself hmm. in front of a notepad or that's- on your computer and just start typing. Yeah. Uh, and you will find all kinds of little things that come out of you that later in a conversation with a CEO, they'll just start to come out, right? And so I agree with you, Larry. Conversation is where it's at.
1: Yeah. I think another aspect of this too is if you, if you want to put it out there and attract people, you really need to know who you are. You need mm-hmm. to know your values, what drives you, um, and a little tip of the hat to the uh, self-reflection journal <laughs> that uh, you get when you uh, buy Selling from the Heart. Um, it's a free download. But I think, you know, whatever, whatever you can do as a salesperson, maybe part of this sitting down at your computer and writing is taking some time to reflect on you know, what is important to me. What's my philosophy of life, my philosophy of business? Why, why do I do what I do? Um, and, and really understanding those things uh, that begins to, to form the, the foundation for what you put out there, right? And who you, who you really are yeah one hundred percent and I think a lot of a lot of us in sales really struggle with that because um you know we are we are in the i mean we do have accountability to a number we do work for corporations that have accountability to results, and so sometimes you know we can get so focused on the number um that we forget to to spend the time to invest in ourselves and and this is a great time of year to do this by the way, as we come into the the holiday season and the uh, and moving into to the new year and making all those plans. You know, one of the things I just I really want to challenge people on, and I want to ask you a question about this, uh, Chris. Is I want to challenge our listeners to block off some time to reflect on their values. And I'm yes. curious if if you were coaching um, our listeners through that process of reflecting on their values, what are some of the tips you'd give?
2: Yeah, that's a great, uh, great. So, so for me, I uh, maybe I can just walk you through my uh, annual process really. Oh, that would be wonderful. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I uh, I, number one, I think that uh, vision is the most important element of uh, of ourselves and our future so mm-hmm. documenting um, uh, a vision uh, and that's it what, what I really what my book leads people to down a path of identifying what their future vision is awesome. uh, and, and documenting it as though you're currently living it um, because what pours out of a vision that really uh, excites you is self-motivation. And that's the most important ingredient, in my opinion, uh, for success uh, in sales. You need to be self-motivated. You need to be, have energy, enthusiasm, persistence. And that's all the concoction, what I call self-motivation. So by yeah. having that vision, uh, and then I guess ultimately what we need to do is identify what is our uh, – you know, as you said, what are our values, right? and And so, what do we believe? and and what do we believe around how we conduct our business? Um, and so by documenting those and Im- embedding those into your vision, So I, uh, you know, I'm waking up at 5am, you know, it's, uh, it's, I'm getting out, I'm doing some exercise, we're going for a walk with the two dogs, coming home, uh, doing some stretching. Uh, So in other words, value is uh, fitness and being in Uh in decent shape, right? Uh, At nine o'clock, I'm meeting with a a prospect, we're meeting for coffee, we're going to have a great conversation where I'm going to be helpful, Uh, you know, so sales, the va- value of sales is being helpful to to a client, right? So embedding that in your vision, um, right? Fast forward to lunchtime, you're going out, you're having great conversations with teammates. So your value is you, you love if you're working with great teams, uh, right? So identifying, I guess my point is, is that, and then at the end of the day, sorry, you go home. You spend a great evening with your loving wife and family. Uh, Maybe you watch a bit of TV. You enjoy downtime, time to recharge. Uh, And at the same time, you're watching your bank account grow. uh, And uh, and you're getting to live a great, enjoyable life, great giving and serving other people. So what I've just done is I've just relayed a vision that has values built into it. And I I would challenge every person who heard me speak just now. That's something that would produce self-motivation.
0: Yeah, yeah I, I want to be like Chris burvey because you just said something that I have a hard time doing. Right? What's that? I, what's downtime? <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. For me, downtime is going to the Toronto Maple Leafs and watching them beat yes. uh, the LA Kings. <laughs>
1: oh. There you go. We got that. We
0: finally, have a hot. Yeah, okay, this podcast is going to take a really quick turn <laughs> for about five seconds. I'm in the middle of football season. I don't even know what hockey season, uh, season stop, is, Chris. <laughs> well, listen, most
2: Americans
1: uh, don't know what hockey
0: is. No, no, okay, <laughs> that that was a good slap,
1: but that, I I'd agree. What a, what a great what a great conversation. What wow, super ideas! And you know, we're coming to the the close of our time, Chris. I just I want to say a sincere thank you uh, for being on the podcast and being a true champion of selling for the heart. Uh, selling from the heart and, and, and really, um, gosh, just that the way you put it out there and the, the level of authenticity in your, um, practice is very inspiring. And, and I know all of our listeners are really going to enjoy reading your book. And, uh, as we, as, so thank you from the bottom of my heart and a a fellow Canadian as well. Just fantastic. Well, someday we'll teach Larry what hockey is, uh, (laughs) a, a real man's sport. Uh, but uh, thank you. And, oh, there we go. It's, it's no baseball, that's for sure. As uh, but as we um, as we end this week, and and as we're stepping into the month of December, and and really beginning to plan for 2019, and making sure we finish this year out strong, I want to sincerely challenge everybody to maybe rewind the tape back to what Chris was was saying earlier about your vision and your values and find some time to sit down and reflect on that. If you haven't started that process, this is a great time to do it. If you have, blow the dust off your journal, go back and and really reconnect with those things because I believe that that is going to be the key to your success. in in, as we talked about at the beginning of the podcast, kind of like taking the parking brake off as you're driving down the road uh, to really help accelerate your success in the new year. So Chris... Thank you so much. Uh, we really uh, appreciate you being on the podcast.
2: Oh, you're welcome. Your ener- you guys, uh, your energy is contagious and uh, it's awesome. I really appreciate you guys.
0: All right. Yeah, well, but just as we conclude, there's just one thing that I really just have to say, Chris, is do you know what the Toronto Blue Jays are? <laughs> no, just stop. We don't, it, 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 this is...
1: This is stop. I do, I do. <laughs> Enough said. This is getting off the rails. We'll teach you. <laughs> it's a real competitive sport. In the meantime, keep being genuine, keep being authentic, keep doing the hard work, uh, reflect on your values, and most of all, sell from the heart.